Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is John Fedro with mobilehomeinvesting.net. I am very uh, proud and excited and happy to introduce my co-host today. Uh, we'll be talking about mobile homes, the good, the bad. Uh, Jared from Central Illinois, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Man, this is cool. You're sitting in your like wicker throne right there <laughs> yeah. for mobile yeah. home investing. Uh, oh, yeah. How long has it been? you're still investing at a pretty good clip. Um, yep. Like a quick Reader's Digest version of, I guess, how long you've been in mobile homes and then, did you have any real estate experience before, uh, prior? Uh, no, just uh, YouTube videos and stuff I had watched about like single family homes and stuff. Cool. Uh, but nothing. I honestly, I bought a house kind of in the process, my own house. I didn't even know how to put in a light or anything. So <laughs> uh, it was all new. Did you, you bought your house while going through the mobile home yeah. journey? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I do. That's awesome. Did yeah. we know about that? Did I know about that? Congrats. Congratulations. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Is it a mobile I had home? a lot of crazy stuff happen. What's that? Okay. Is it a mobile home? <laughs> no. It, no wheels. Okay. All right. No, no wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Congrats. That's huge. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Nice. Awesome. Is yeah. it centrally located for the rest of your properties or? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. So I usually work about half hour north and then half hour south. I haven't don't have any east and west yet, but <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. kind of a weird answer. No, um, no, that's what I was looking for. Um, it's a very weird business. So I would expect yeah. nothing, nothing less than a weird answer. Uh, <laughs> so first question, um, yeah. was there anything that seemed like a huge failure in the beginning uh, that actually turned out to be like a really like a godsend, a, a blessing in this in this business. Um, I would say probably my first two deals. Uh, I purchased two in a package, okay. and I just had like these high expectations that I would get them right away and turn around and sell them for a bunch of money real fast. Uh -huh. And like I, I've seen a bunch of these videos, and people are getting pretty good sized down payments. So I kind of set the bar high, and. Uh, yeah, it kind of like made me go broke. <laughs> um, but I was so bummed out about how long it took me to like figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I actually, the first, the place where I've invested the most, I thought the location was a bad location. So I was all bummed out thinking like, man, I really messed up on my first deal, first two deals. And I'll have to learn from this. And well, as time went on, I thought, man, I made this huge mistake. As time went on, I kind of like changed my approach a little bit, adjusted the numbers. I mean, it took me six months to figure it all out. But once I did it, now I've had seven, six or seven deals in that park. <laughs> so I just had to figure out where the, what amount of money to sell for, how much monthly to sell for and stuff like that. So it's okay. been a blessing now. That's you. Okay. So we're, Okay. Sorry, so, that was all over the place. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think I follow, I mean, I apologize. I think most people did. So getting into those two properties, the first two, you bought them as a pack, a package, both package at the same yeah. time from yeah, the manager. I actually tried to get three. Okay. And the third one didn't work. So that was kind of a good thing. All from at the, that point. At that point. All from yeah. the management or yep. no. Okay. Yep. Bought them from the management. Did you get any discounted or free lot rent? 
Yeah. So I negotiated four months free. Okay. So you bought these homes for a seemingly good price at the time. Did they need a lot of work? I didn't think they did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, what kind I mean, of structurally, they were really good. Um, one of the homes I was so excited about, uh, but someone had smoked in it a lot. And you could literally see where the pictures were hanging on the walls and yep. stuff like that because it's all just stained yellow. Um, and I went to take my parents there to like show them how excited I was and like how good of a deal I got and they wouldn't even go inside. <laughs> so it was pretty bad. But really it needed just a really deep clean, um, a little bit of electrical work, um, not much, just like a couple outlets didn't work and uh, paint and carpet, so. Did your parents disown you then or was that was it no, later? Was later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you have these properties, you have four months of of, of holding costs, or yep. not of holding costs, but of lot rent yep. where you don't have to pay it. Uh, you're thinking, I'm gonna get these sold way before four months. Oh yeah. How long after you bought them did you what month of the year was it? Do you remember what month of the year? Uh, I bought it middle of June. Okay, middle good time, summertime. Yep. Um, how many other homes did the park have for sale? You sound, it made it sound like they had a others. They had a bunch. Uh, most okay. of them were two bedrooms, uh, and not in very good shape. So these were the best, uh, the best three I made offers on, um, were all these three bedrooms. Yep. Three bedrooms, okay. uh, two and one bathrooms. So then I, I kind of cut you off there. I think you were going to say something. If oh, you remember. No, you're okay. good. Then, um, I remember what I was going to say. What was then, was it, what was the, the bottleneck? What was the speed bump? What was that ultimate roadblock that people were not getting through? It took six months to overcome. And then it sounds like, you know, working in that park now is good, but yeah, what was it? Was it, was it just a price thing? Was it a repairs thing? Was it a marketing thing? Was it the manager? Did they have to get kicked out? What, what was the, honestly, I, I'm not a hundred percent on everything. Um, but the biggest thing was, I mean, cause I had a lot of people uh, apply even when I had it priced much higher, but no one would get approved, but it wasn't very many people that were applying. Um, so the park was kind of strict on their background checks, which is uh, kind of a tougher thing for me, but it's good to be strict, I found out. Um, but initially like I bought them for $1,500 a piece. Um, and I thought I'd be able to sell them for like $5,000 down and then for like 350 bucks a month for five or six years. So that's what I was doing. I was marketing them at that price. And I get some people to walk through and some people just to be like, oh, it's nice. And then not ever ask for an application or whatever. And, uh, but the fact that I would get someone to apply every once in a while, I was like, well, it has to be priced right. So I didn't want to like jip myself by lowering the price like too early. So I would just leave it at that price. Well, then it took until I had to start paying a lot rent on two properties <laughs> and all the other holding costs um, to finally, I mean, at one point I got down to where I was trying to sell them for cash for a couple thousand dollars. Like I would have lost a bunch of money. Um, but with due to things with my job, like losing my, my income because of an injury and stuff, I was in the hole every month. So I was honestly on the verge of losing my actual house <laughs> that I just got. Um, so I was desperate, try to sell for 2000 a piece and just break, I mean, lose a little money, but at least be out of that kind of debt each month. Um, but then once I had, I ended up paying the lot rent once again, I decided like, okay, what can I change here? 
So instead of trying to get 350 a month, I dropped it to 260 a month, which is below what you like recommend in your program. Um, but I put it there thinking like someone's got to buy it for this. And then I just looked for a thousand dollars down and I got it um, pretty quickly. Once I did that, sold it. And then the next one I was like, okay. So I sold one of the two. Uh, the second one I went in and repainted cause it was like a yellow color, which just wasn't very appealing. And then I sold it in like two weeks. And then I got a third one and sold it right away. And I was like, huh, trying to figure this, this uh, money thing out, I guess, like how much I could sell them for. So after that, it was smooth sailing. So when you're buying these, I mean, prices across the country will vary. So folks yeah. that are saying, you know, you can't find somebody that gives you 2000 down, like what's wrong with you? I mean, you're a smart person. It's the local market. They, these parks were selling these homes. These are nice properties. I mean, when you bought the first couple, um, they were nice. I mean, good yeah. three bedroom properties, appliances, I believe were included. Yeah. I think you could even move it. I mean, they were sort of, they were moving ready. Weren't they? Uh, the one that had the smoke and stuff in it. I mean, you, they could have moved in, but it would have been the smell. Okay. Pretty gross. The but carpet was disgusting too. <laughs> okay. But you well, definitely could live in it. Definitely. Um, if you could deal with it. And, and you were having, I mean, the, the, the park was, this is a very good lesson for, for folks that are listening. If a park is selling homes, multiple homes, and that was really the, there was a question mark there because the park was selling so many homes that mm -hmm. could have been, um, I know we took a calculated, very calculated risk when we purchased it because we purchased the three bedrooms, not the two bedrooms. We wanted something that's different in that community. So if that park was having trouble selling homes for, you know, 1500, what makes us think we're going to get three grand or five grand to as a move in fee. Yeah. Um, so in some areas further out away from a metro market, yeah, you're lucky to or you're, you're, you're happy to get $1,000 move in 260 a month cash flow. Now, did you have to sacrifice you, you just said that you sacrificed on the move-in fee. People aren't going to pay you five grand in those areas. They're not going to pay you 350 a month cash flow in those areas. Um, but were you able to extend the payments another one or two years? Did you still sell for the original price you wanted? Or did you take a discount on that as well? So after those deals, yes, I extended the term. Okay. But those first two, I was so desperate to get out of those because like I said, I would have lost my house. Um, but I sold them for, I mean, do you want me to say numbers? Sure. If you don't mind. Okay. Sure. So I bought the one for 1500 bucks. I paid someone to fix it. I was all in about $5,000 and that's with the lot rent. Um, and then I sold them for like just under 14,000. Okay. Uh, the second one, uh, I bought it for 1500 and then I just put maybe $500 into it and then paid lot rent. So I was under three grand and sold it for 14,000. So still a good, I mean, I still made 10 grand on them. So did you fix that? Say, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, I just said, I still made it. I mean, it was a, from what I've done now, it's a bad deal, two bad deals as far. I mean, but I'm still making 10 grand on each one approximately. So it's still a really good deal. <laughs> When will you break even with those first two? Um, I can't remember. I think the the first one that had all the smoke in it, I think it was like 13 months or something like that. So just over a year. And then the second one was like eight or nine months. Okay. So still 
Yeah, so not bad. No, so still good payoff. On each one of these homes that you're getting, are you doing, because you're getting more in tune with the market and your numbers and what people are looking for, are you having to do less and less repairs or rather like on the first home you wanted to do you know much more get the home fixed up a lot higher is are now that you have more experience are you fixing them up less or does that not really have anything to to do with it um i wouldn't say i'm fixing them as much i'm more just trying to make them look presentable okay um i haven't tried to sell like any handyman specials yet okay uh but usually what i do is i try to buy one that just needs like paint or carpet or both and then i bought a paint sprayer so i just go in there and tape things off and spray the whole thing and it just makes it look so much better and like paneling the wood paneling makes the rooms look real small so if you can paint it light color is what i always do and then maybe put white trim around the baseboards just so it looks nice i feel like that really makes a difference and makes people think it looks clean and stuff so it does make a difference that first wow impression and it smells better and you don't even bring up the issue of oh that's a mess or there's mold. I mean, fix the mold, fix the soft spots, fix the smells, get rid of the bugs. Don't even let people that let that get into people's minds of, oh, there's bugs or, oh, there's mold. Just don't even let that be an issue for people. How many deals has it been now total for mobile homes? Um, So I just, I've sold six. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I just bought two more this like two weeks ago. So. so yes, awesome. So you're not okay. So you're not running away. You clearly are going to continue investing in mobile oh, yeah. homes. But seriously, my hats off for you. I didn't clap. I didn't give you a hug over the internet. But um, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, I've been in that situation where I'm sort of robbing Peter to pay Paul and, you know, I'm, I'm borrowing on credit so I can, you know, use the cash flow to then pay this off so then I can invest in my next home. The, the stuff we have to do bootstrapping from the very beginning. I mean, there's ways to do it where you're financially, it's, you're not risking, you know, losing your house or yeah. going bankrupt, but that's so like, I've just heard this, like from a number of people of like, we do what has to be done to get into deals that we, we know are going to be, we fit, we know are going to be profitable. We vetted those deals in the beginning. They're good homes. It's in a decent area. The park was on board. There's no way you were going to get to the, you know, looking back to the five or six grand to move in. Yeah. Um, now, maybe an hour away closer to the metro areas there are you're you're in a unique area where if you drive far enough oh yeah you can get five six thousand dollar move-in fees mm-hmm. no issue but you're not going to be paying 1500 for the home to buy it you're going to be paying like 7500 or 85 or 50 you know something around there so yeah. it varies with the location um, but you were able to get out the homes are going to be profitable yeah. you're on deal seven now um, seven and eight yeah. seven and eight how many of those poems are um, are you planning on keeping for of all of them? How many, I guess, have you kept for cash flow versus selling for cash? Has that been important to you? Like, are you constantly thinking, well, I got to sell this one for cash or like I'm juggling my yeah, money? Yeah, um, Now, I, I'm in a unique situation with being injured at work and being off work and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. I still am not back at work. Um, so kind of one of my main goals was to make enough money monthly in case I would lose the job that I'd be able to survive and keep my house and keep living like I have been. So I really wanted the cash flow 
Um, but also knew that if I could get cash, I would definitely take cash because I could just get more with it. Um, now my fourth deal, I did one deal a month starting in uh, December of last year. So December 2nd, I sold my first one. January 2nd, I sold my second one. Uh, February, I sold another one. March, I sold another one. The one in March, I got closer to the city and got it for like $1,700 mm -hmm. and uh, put a few hundred dollars into it and painted it. And uh, carpet was pretty bad, but I just steam mopped it. And then I sold that one for almost 20. Um, and there was someone there that offered me cash and I was going to sell it for like 11,500, I think. Have you sold? So it doesn't sound like you've sold any for cash. None. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I guess that was your question. <laughs> no, I ramble on my question. So I didn't give you time to answer. No, that makes sense. Or that that's awesome. So that, that was your goal of cash flow. I, you know, yep. we originally talked and that was important. And, um, the one that went where, where someone offered 11,000, how much were you into that one for? Uh, well, I mean, I bought it for 1700 bucks. I probably put $400 into it. Oh, okay. Was all. Um, so more than so, double. What, $2,100. But then in that park, they make you pay lot rent and a deposit. Okay. So I had to put another like $900 down. So what is that? 3100 or 3000 down okay. total total you would have got some total, of that yeah. back uh what are average lot rents in the in the area man they range um anywhere from 300 to uh, 550 to 600 okay yeah they do they do range yeah any do you notice that those nicer parks they actually or the more expensive mobile home parks they always look nicer or sometimes is it just a you're a higher price just for seemingly a high higher price usually yeah usually if the lot rents higher then they look a lot better okay so a lot of senior communities where, where no, you i are? haven't come across any okay so they're all family parks and clearly the managers like you how many parks are you in with these seven homes i'm only working in two right now okay, cool. but i'm in um, a pretty decent size one they got like 200 homes in it and then another one uh they have like 450 homes wow so I could probably build my whole business just in one of those or that just the big park if I wanted to, but I really want to do a lot. So what do you mean? Like I, I really want to do like 24 a year, two a month. Oh, okay. But I have to have the money. I'm kind of short on cash as I've been going. I just like stretch myself really thin trying to get more and more of it. Excuse me. That was my question for you, or that's my next question for you is where is that bottleneck? I mean, is it the leads? Is it the buyers? Is it the sellers? Is it the parks? Is it the, the capital? Uh, just capital for me. Okay. Yeah. And, and it, normally it wouldn't be a, as big of a deal, but like I said, I, I got injured and there was several months where I didn't get paid at all. And so have you looked into the Facebook group? Have you, have you reached out to anybody with regards to how do you feel about private, private money or partnering? Now I have someone in my family that I have borrowed from. Okay. Um, so usually I don't like borrowing money. I kind of hate doing that, but, uh, I, I have with my, uh, someone in my family a little bit. Okay. So would, okay. That I don't would... know. I've, I've thought about it. I just, I don't know. Something about owing people money. And then it's hard to pay people back when there's like another deal. 
that's like popping up at the same time. Oh. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you mean it's you rather use that say. money to, to buy the other deal? Yeah. That <laughs> no, <laughs> sounds I mean, horrible to say, but well, it sounds realistic. I mean, yeah, you'd you you're you're on the front lines. You see the opportunity that's there. But if you have someone, and it wouldn't take many folks with, um, and I know that folks in the Facebook group are are already doing this from across mm -hmm. the country. You have the track record. You, I mean, somebody seeing this video might be like, "Hey, how do I get in touch with this guy?" But now that you've proved yourself, it's just kind of how much of the deal are you going to give away. 25%, yeah. 30%. Nobody that invests with you wants these mobile homes back. They're putting the trust yeah. with you. They're putting the faith in you to get a return because, you know, I like you, I trust you. You you, you, you have this track, this track record. So something that's semi-popular or something that you can think about and for folks listening, if you're going to sell a home on payments, this is a potential way that you could structure a partnership or a JV offer with a money person. So if yeah. somebody wants to give you money, Jared, you, let's say they give you five grand for a deal. Um, they give you the five grand, you buy the home, you clean it up. That's all the money that you need to do the deal. And then when you sell the home, it's a 70, 30 split. They're getting 70% of the money, the move in fee, the monthly net cash flow. They're getting 70% of that until they break even they get their five grand back. Then once they get their five grand, it flip flops, you get the 70% and they get the 30%. Cause it, you know, yeah, they get their money back. They feel calmer. And in the, and that's just like in the beginning, once they actually have done some deals with you, maybe it's not the 80, 20, maybe it's uh, or maybe it's not 70, 30, maybe it shifts or it's different or, yeah, but that's a thought. So, yeah, I definitely need to think about that a little bit. Um, what's, uh, what's a, <laughs> we, we, we just glossed by like in this video so far, we've just fast forwarded through like a year's worth of investing and, yeah. you know, some like mental hardships that you were having. Cause you said like you, you almost were ready to throw in the towel. You almost, oh, yeah. you, know, you didn't understand the area you were, um, when, what was the problem? What was the oversight with lowering the price? Was it, I assume that we must have talked about it, but what was the mental challenge between, I guess, why did it take so long for the price to come down for you to get this thing sold? Because if you don't sell a home in 30, 60 days, that's a pretty decent amount of time yeah. for you to understand the market. Why did it take six, four months and I guess you said you had people that were getting approved, but yeah, why did well, it not take getting approved? They're applying, applying, not very many though. So, okay. Why did it take that long to get, uh, to, to finally drop the price and say, you know what, let's just see, I need to, let's get Honestly, these homes filled. At first it was like, I had four months. So I was like, I'm not in a huge rush. I'm going to take the time and see, cause I didn't, I want to get the maximum dollar like for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've like, I remember seeing like someone on the East coast was getting like $800 a month cash flow, And I was like, dang, that's good. Like, I didn't think I could get that obviously, but I figured 350 was a pretty decent cash flow. Um, and then just the fact that I was getting people still coming and looking at it and it was my first deal. So I didn't know if it was average to get like one person every two weeks looking at it or like, um, and then once the, the time hit where, I was like, uh Oh, I got to start paying lot rent. That's like, it was like $750 a month total. I'd have to pay. Um, then once, once that came, I like, okay, I got to get out of this thing fast. 
Um, and then I, even when I lowered the price, I still had the same amount of people like messaging me about it, but I guess not. I think I just confused myself <laughs> when I lowered the, the price. I saw the same amount of people messaging me, but more started coming and looking at it and actually applying. Um, so yeah, I think, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I just said. <laughs> when you were, well, ultimately when people were coming to look at it, they were saying whatever they said to you, whether, Hey, I, I walked through the home. I love it. I want to go get approved. And they were just ghosting on you. Yeah. A lot did, of people did that. Did people, did you ask people, and this is something that I want everyone to do when they have people walk through their home, ask their feedback. What feedback were people telling you? It's too old. It smells. It's overpriced. Was, were, were people telling you, you know, constructive criticisms? I mean, I had some people over messenger just telling me it was overpriced, okay. but I was like, well, I'm selling on payments. So mm -hmm. you're not paying any interest. Like that's kind of your interest, I guess. Um, so I don't know. I just, I guess I didn't go about it the right way, um, no. starting out with. No, that's, it was a combination of a number of things. I mean, you yeah. and I are in communication and for as much as we did, you're getting calls that came in. We didn't want to lower the price as quick as we should, should have. You were able to sell these homes and they sell these mobile homes. They always sell unless it burns down or the park completely changes their attitude. Yeah. Uh, the home, it was a nice quality three bedroom, uh, that ultimately jacuzzi so, tub and all so jacuzzi <laughs> tub and all. yeah were you thinking like i'm gonna have to move into this home at one point yeah. yep that's one of the things i was gonna talk about later on was just uh at one point i was thinking about selling my house and moving into the a mobile home while i'm fixing it up and just keep doing that until i could buy a house again <laughs> What are some of the things that you, yeah, did tell yourself? I mean, were you, were you constantly, I assume that you had to have this roller coaster of emotions of, you know, oh, yeah. this, I made mistakes, I shouldn't be here. Um, yeah, how did that kind of, how did you feel about that? I mean, just everything from wanting to throw in the towel to, oh, yeah, I have, how did, tell us about Yeah, that. I mean, when I first got them, obviously I was like super confident. I'd sell them really fast. Then as time went on, I was like, man, this doesn't really work here. Like I thought it was the area, which is really bad. Um, I, and then later on, I was like, okay, I can't quit because I know everyone else would just quit if this happened to them. And I know successful people, they just change their approach and keep going until they find something that works. Um, so I remember my thought process was from now on, no more park or no more homes in this park or this area. Like no way, never do it again. <laughs> And uh, so I figured that's what I had learned, but I had still had to get rid of the two. Mm -hmm. So as time went on and I changed the, the amount for the payments and stuff, I sold them in like less than two weeks. And then I was like, okay, well maybe this works. And then also another one came available and they offered it to me for 1500 bucks. All it needed was paint and carpet. So I did that. And then I sold that within a month. How does it feel like you're, you're, not the landlord, but I mean, you are like affecting these people's lives. Like they're paying you, they, you're the one in charge. Um, have you, how does that feel in general? <laughs> like, have you ever had I mean, it? It feels good. Um, yeah. One of my dreams my whole life was to be like a real estate investor. So for the long, like for that six months, I was like, I'm so close to being a, like a landlord. Like, you know, so many people hate that thought, but I was just like, so excited to say like I own property and I have tenants and stuff. Um, but like, besides that, it's fun 
when you go to a closing and you see a person that's sitting there and they're like smiling, like from ear to ear, like, we've been waiting for this day forever. We're so afraid, like something's going to happen. We wouldn't get it. And so I don't know. It just feels good. Like it makes me love doing it. So I've hit a couple of like big goals that I had. One was to like bring in more passively than like my mortgage is. And I just met that uh, with the last one I sold. Yes. Now it's like, I'm at the point where if I lost my job, I could just go get any job and like a part-time job and survive, which was a huge goal for me. Um, so now that I have done that, now I feel like I have a little bit more flexibility to like sell for cash. And I just bought another home in that park where that girl offered to buy my place for cash last time. Um, so out there, there's definitely, that's one of like the ritzy parts of the area. It's so like a lot of people want to move there in the good school district. A lot more people have money. The park is awesome. Um, so out there, I'll definitely try to sell for cash. Well, I mean, I'll take either because I don't, it's money. <laughs> but <laughs> cash have you been, you said that you're only in these two parks, I believe now, or most of the homes are in yep. the two parks. Have yep. you been admittedly like, not doing as much in the other three, 400 parks around you? Or is it just, you've, you've tried those other ones, but these are the two that were the easiest um, or? I've made offers in other parks. Um, some of them like that are owned by like big, big companies. They don't want to negotiate with me as much mm -hmm. and like not having a lot of capital. Uh, I don't want to borrow much more and stuff like that. Plus just where I'm at right now, I haven't even been like advertising. Like at first I did to get my first couple deals, but now it's just like, whenever I finish a home, I can just get on and then just something pops up or a manager will be like, Hey, this one's going up for sale. So it is like a revolving door. Like don't get caught up in one, one home. Cause just, I mean, a week down the road, you might have three pop up that are going to be good deals. So are you walking through these homes with an inspector? Or you do most of the inspections yourself now? Yeah, I do what you say. I walk around. If I have to move furniture, I'll step around all the windows, pushing all the walls and stuff like that. So was working. What was your main like fear getting started? I mean, why did we? Yeah, what was it? Okay, I'm, I'm working with john. I need this help. Like what was the big mental block in your mind? not having done a mobile home before, what was sort of the mental block in your mind? Yeah. Why did we get started together? Um, I would say I had no mental blocks, which was probably a bad thing as far as like <laughs> being scared to like start until I had to like start calling people. I hate calling people. For some reason I get this like major anxiety when I'm trying to call like a park manager. Um, uh, so like one of the questions you had sent me was like, do we like to work with partners? I almost resorted to like, getting a partner just so they would do the calls <laughs> wow. and like splitting things 50 50 just because i was too afraid to whoa i don't know why i mean it's just they're just normal people like once i met one of them i was like oh like <laughs> so it so it, it has changed a little bit your attitude oh, yeah, okay okay but also like i felt i felt weird like faking it to like like fake it till you make it like i didn't know what i was doing at all so to go in and be like oh yeah like trying to act like I have a partner and stuff, which I like, I pretended you were my partner, which you, I mean, you are. Um, but just acting like I knew what I was doing, I felt so uncomfortable doing that. <laughs> but as soon as I got my first home, I was like, holy smokes, I've learned a lot. So then I felt more comfortable 
talking about things they might ask. And I was afraid they're going to ask me something that I had no idea how to answer. Did they? What's that? Did they? Uh, not really. Really? Okay. I would assume that they would. And if they do ask, so for the folks listening, if that happens, you say, you know, good question. Uh, give me like until the next time we talk and I'll have an answer for you. Or let me run that by my, my uh, friend or my partner or my buddy. And uh, let me get an answer back to you. Or if it's something you can ask the manager, well, what would you do, Miss Manager? You're in, okay, so you're in two parks. You Were they all, it sounds like then it's been a mixture. You're, you've bought some for sale by owner and some uh, for sale by the community. Yeah, I've, I mean, up until last week, basically, I bought all for sale by park besides one. Oh, okay, wow. Um, but the most recent ones, I bought two just last week that were for sale by owner. What are you finding people's reasons are for needing to sell or sell quickly? Um, usually it's they just buy another place and they don't want to pay two bills. Have they been selling for long when you, when you find them or they find you? No, not usually. Okay. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of sad to me, but it's also like nice <laughs> when, uh, especially like the, the park that I, the first park that I got into, um, I see people asking for cash and they'll have like a nice home. And I just know the area well enough now that no one has cash there. So just recently there was a double wide for sale. They asked $4,000 for it. And I know people would definitely spend that if they had it, but they just don't. So I offer them like 2,500 bucks and they're like, sure. I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, and then I end up, they were back on taxes, like a thousand dollars. So I got it for 1500 bucks from four grand. But it's just, I mean, it's sad to take advantage of, but they can always say no. So like, I have to like reframe like the way I think about it. Like they can always say no, but they, I also know that they're going to be stuck trying to sell $4,000 until they decide to come down. And most people don't even have 2000 there. Sorry. I keep, keep no, that's so true. I mean, they're in your shoes back when you didn't, you weren't sure about that particular yeah. market or what you absolutely could sell it for something that we should have known before you actually bought the home. But yeah. these folks are, I mean, they, the guy asking four grand, who knows, he might've paid eight or 10 or 24 year, years ago. Yeah. And now for him to say, and for folks across the country, they might be thinking like four grand, why can't somebody sell their home for four grand? In a number of states, if you go out far enough into the wilderness in the rural areas, those are real numbers. I mean, well, maybe not every state, but you can like, it's tough to sell some homes in some areas, decent homes for like those lower amounts. And if that yeah. home was anywhere else, it would be worth like 10 times the amount, but yeah. it's a location thing. So I'm sorry. And, and they'll pay like in the long run, um, they'll pay, I mean, $20,000 yep. for that home or 25, maybe even 30 for that double wide. But it's just the fact that they don't, no one has the cash. So this is just a way for them to get in. And once they get in they're they're happy and eventually they're going to own the home. Hopefully <laughs> that's the goal at least. That's the goal. Do you educate the buyers? I'm sorry, the, the sellers to say, Hey, Mr. Seller, here's what I can do for you. But listen, if you want to sell it your, on your own on payments, you know, you could probably get double or triple that. Do you let them know? Or do they already know that? Have they already been? Um, I don't usually tell them they can sell it on payments. Okay. Um, but um, like one person, I really lowballed on another double. I didn't end up getting it. Mm -hmm. I offered her $500 <laughs> for the home. And I knew it was worth a lot more than that, but that's all I had at the time. And 
So the way I kind of framed it when I talked to her was like, I am holding other homes right now. Your home is definitely worth what you're asking for. So definitely keep marketing it if you have, if you're able to. Um, but what I can do is if you need to get out now, I can give you $500 for it. And then they, I thought they're going to be mad, but they're like, we'll think about it. And they called me back and said, you are so professional and we really appreciate you. And, and I had said like, you only have it on Craigslist, like post it on Facebook because you get a lot more traffic, but they don't have Facebook. And they said they would with their son and they just never did. And now I can get that home for a dollar and I don't want it because now I know a good deal is in the area. Did they ever sell it or like? They did sell it to somebody oh, okay. for a few thousand dollars and they started to work on it and realized it was a lot more work than they knew how to do basically. So they just gave it back to the park and the park wants to give it to me for a dollar now. So, wow. Just right now, it's not the smartest thing for me to take on because there's still better deals coming in all the time. Any advice? I'll start that question over. Uh, any advice? This whole thing, I've been looking at this little loop. As much as I pull it over, like it always. <laughs> uh, uh, any any questions? Any advice for someone? Uh, starting this, either starting it on their own or being too afraid or wanting to get help? I mean, any advice from that you would give yourself in the past? Or Yeah, one thing would be, I mean, I went into it thinking like the mobile home thing was going to be like the easiest way to like make passive income. And it definitely wasn't because I had started at one point and quit and then started again. I don't know if you remember that. Um, because it was so hard. It was a lot more work than I expected and a lot more of my like nerves getting in the way. So it's definitely takes a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of driving and calling people and, and then going in and doing the work. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> if I would have known that you might have, I don't yeah. know, maybe I wouldn't have started. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that's huge. I mean, as much as I try to prep folks when we first initially talked or on these videos to not just paint a completely rosy picture, um, yeah, that's 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 real talk. I mean, seri seriously, yeah. um, you. I hope that you feel like this is a niche that is becoming more streamlined, or you're you're more on top of things now. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You could have given up how many times uh, in the process. Um, yeah, but you're yeah. making money on every home. You haven't lost money. You've lost some hair probably, but none. Uh, no, I mean, I just, I think we are. Oh, I know. I have <laughs> yeah. like nothing personal, just the stress. It's stressful sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, awesome. This yeah. is cool. One more thing. I don't Please. know if you'll put this in there or not, but yeah. there's, I don't know if you ever played the game called cash flow. Oh yeah. So I love that game. And I, I printed out one of those sheets and transferred it to a whiteboard as like my goal setting board. Um, so like every home I get, I put on this list of like, <laughs> and actually I ran out of lines. So now I'm just like combining yes. the lines. Um, but the, the purpose of the game is to make your passive income ex exceed your expenses. And just having these different like goals, like the first one was um, exceeding my house payment every month which I just hit. Second one was to get this interview, which is kind of funny. Like, like I paid it finally, even though I haven't really made it at all. Um, and then the third one is exceeding that, that expenses. So I'm like a couple away from that. So, and then in the, in the game, that's basically when you win is when you exceed your expenses with passive income. So I'm getting close and I don't know. It just seemed like a really good way to do it is mobile homes. 
And that's just one, I think in like the, the yeah, and like the one hierarchy, like the, the, the uh, ladder, the ladder rungs, like wherever you do end up or where you can, like the potential, you, I still think you're on like the first rung. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, okay. Only I feel have, like it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely can grow way more. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, thanks so much, Jared, for being yeah, here. Thank you. Appreciate and, it. Uh, you have made, <laughs> Frank, don't thank you as well. Um, you seriously have, uh, well, you've made it to this step. You have it. You've made, yeah. yeah, we're all still trying to make it and, you know, um, and your goals should keep changing and keep getting, you know, evolve and getting more and more, man, that's awesome. I mean, I hope to know you for many, many years to come, obviously the homes on land and parks, the whole parks, anything yep. you need to just that's reach out. But, yes. parks. Yeah. So, um, cool, Joe. Thank you again. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Appreciate your time. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 